What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Laura, what do you got? All right. So this show is known for one thing. Well, maybe more than one thing. But we love food. We all love food. So Foodie Friday starts tomorrow. So if you guys have a restaurant you guys want to shout out, make sure you guys hit me up at Unique, U-N-W-E-Q underscore, and ESPN LA or ESPN Los Angeles on Twitter. Give us recommendations because ESPN LA is going to go pull up and have swag for you guys if we pick that restaurant. There you go. That sounds cool. Mm -hmm. Make sure you get in on that conversation. Um, So... That is what you need to know. That's it. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good time. Speaking of food, there was this thing trending on social media today about burgers. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the title was, and it was a picture of just a burger on a bun with nothing on it. And, you know, the bun was off. And it said, you can only add four toppings to your burger. What are those four toppings? Okay. So, LZ Granderson, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a veggie burger. I don't care if it's you want the carnivore meat burger or you want a Beyond meat burger. What are the four extra toppings that are absolutely 1,000% going on your burger and you can only pick four? So, I have a patty and I have two buns. Correct. The okay. rest is yours. It is a blank uh Palette, basically. Yeah, Blake Canvas for your art, Kelsey. Yes. All right. Yes. I am a big fan of grilled onions. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I uh, am a fan of cheese. Okay. What kind yeah. of cheese? Do you want to get it? You want to? You want to go into the kind of cheese you'd like on your burger? You know what? I've yet to eat a piece of cheese on my burger that turned me off. <laughs> okay. That goes for blue. That goes okay. for you know. Well, pepper jack maybe. Them. Pepper jack, all of them. Ooh, um, and okay, so, so far you got cheese and grilled onions. Okay, so that's two. Yeah. I mean, I need two more. Good. That's, that's pretty good. Do I have to no, no, you got to give me no two It's got to be four. Got to be all four? Yeah, four. Got to give me four. Want some ketchup? Well, Mustard? No, no sauce Mayo? on there? Yeah, no ketchup, no barbecue sauce. No, I don't know, you know. I mean, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Sometimes. Yeah. What's uh, that, what's what that throwing... in and out sauce, you know? I don't do any. It's like a little spread. Thousand Island spread. deal. Yeah, it's Thousand Island spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's just dressing. Um, <laughs> I bought some mushrooms. And, okay. Um, now you're getting healthy, extra healthy. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm making a patty melt. Is what I'm doing. Oh, extra if unhealthy. If you're if you're listening, I got the yeah. grilled onions. I got the mushrooms. I got the yeah. cheese. Now, normally it's a Swiss cheese, but I don't really care. You know, yeah, cheese yeah. is cheese. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know, man. I guess <laughs> ketchup. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's your like form. I'm not I'm not a super obsessive person when it comes to my burgers. Okay, okay, Kaplan. Uh, I'm gonna take uh, pickles. Okay, I'm gonna take like a Thousand Island spread, some sort of either an In and Out or a McDonald's would be yeah. like a special sauce. Mm-hmm. I will have American cheese, preferably. I'm good with any cheese, but I mean, if it's just mm. a standard burger and you're telling me to mm. throw down some cheese, just straight American cheese is fine by me. I'm low rent like that. And um, and then lastly, I'm with LZ on this. I like the grilled onions, and I think it's a, it's in and outs fault, by the way. I mean, I love them, but the way they make them and they put them in there, it's like I don't want them without it. So pickles, grilled onions, cheese, and some kind of Thousand Island dressing. Let's do it. Okay. Um, Laura? Hamburguesa? Una hamburguesa. Definitely grilled onions. I love grilled onions. Mm-hmm. Swiss cheese. 
Mm-hmm. Now we're talking. We're getting we're getting mm-hmm. really into the cheese part. Okay. Lettuce. Lechuga. See, si, lechuga. I have mm-hmm. to. In the sauce here, I was between ketchup or barbecue sauce. Okay. So I'm gonna do. I'm gonna spice it up and say barbecue sauce. Okay, that's cool, Greg. Uh, we're all kind of the same here: grilled onions, pickles, Thousand Island, and Munster cheese. Okay, Munster okay. cheese. Is See, the way I, to go. I'm I'm going a little mm-hmm. off the board here. I'm yeah, gonna be going on. a little Nobody's off the board. Nobody's mentioned bacon. Come on. Mm. Bacon. Oh, four. So good. Bacon is one of mine for sure. Okay. Bacon, Vermont cheddar. You got to give me, if I'm going to get to pick my damn cheese, it's going to be, Bernie Sanders going to make it for me, okay? (laughs) It's going to be Vermont cheddar, okay? You can go to your local Vons or Albertsons or Ralph's or Pavilions, whatever. Vallarta may have it. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? you know, <laughs> so, Bayarta don't have Vermont cheddar. Laura, no. I don't think so, man. <laughs> They'll have like queso all right, fresco. All right, forget it. Bayarta, Bayarta doesn't have it. Okay, but Ralphs and Vons and Albertsons and Pavilions, they gonna have it. Okay, um, but so bacon, Vermont cheddar. Okay, that's key. I'm gonna go the Thousand Island. I do like the Thousand Island on it. And here's the last thing. See, because LZ threw mushrooms on it, which is fine. Aguacate, avocado, okay? You got to go some avocado on that, okay? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, the bacon avocado burger is a good burger. Yeah. Got to go with a little bacon cheese avocado. So, anyway, hit us up with your burger mix. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. All right, so Foodie Fridays, Laura, where do they hit you again? If you want to shout out these places. U-N-W-E-Q underscore on Twitter, and then our Twitter at ES, uh, ESPN Los Angeles. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That underscore right. at the end of your Twitter handle is just a killer. Kaplan, you asked this question about LeBron James in our show meeting today. Right. Talk, talk to us about what you said during all the right, show All right, here's meeting. what I said, and, and you guys tell me, all right? And everybody jump in on this. Here it goes. So I watch these Laker games, and Anthony Davis is on the bench, and Anthony Davis seems to be an active participant in what is happening, whether it be cheerleading for his guys, doing a little coaching, talking. Bottom line, he's there and he's in on it. Mm-hmm. Yet LeBron is not there. And last night, LeBron started tweeting to the Spectrum television crew like, yo, uh, can you guys put the score up on the screen? So he's directing <laughs> he now, yes, which yes. is another skill that but he has. But the score wasn't on the screen and it was necessary Understood. Like, to have the score. Understood. Nice. Now, if LeBron were at the game, you know what he could do is he could look up at the scoreboard and go, oh, I see the score. Correct. LeBron doesn't come to the games. Correct. And I, I got to say, I, I question, why is Anthony Davis there? Why is LeBron not there? And here's my thought. Okay. That if I'm the leader of the team, I want to be there to be with my guys, to show them support, to say, hey, I'm going to be here with you guys every night. I can't contribute physically, but I'm going to coach you up. I'm going to hype you up. I'm going to be here. I'm going to support you guys. And he's home. Tweeting. Now, what's he doing at home? Getting treatment, uh, having his massage therapist, his, his chef, whatever it is. I'm sure whatever he's doing, he's probably thinking to himself, what I'm doing now is helping me get back on the floor faster. I'm just asking the question, why is he not there? Do people think he should be there? I'll tell you, I think he should be there. Okay, now let me jump in real quick, and I'd love to get LZ's thoughts on this, okay? Number one, I do believe he's getting round-the-clock treatment. I'd start there. 
Um, so I think your hunch in that regard, Cap, is correct. Number th- number two, what I would say is I don't think he wants to be there because then that means guys in those postgame interviews are going to be asked by, you know, Dave McMiniman and, uh, you know, Ramona Shelburne if she's on there, Rachel Nichols, uh, who else is on that beat? Uh, you know, Bill Oram, right? Like, you know, they're going to ask, yo, so, you know, LeBron's here. He had, you know, what, what's up? Like, how's he feeling? He, they don't want to ha- get those questions. So that's one. And number three, NLZ, this is going to be the one I think you and I are most going to agree on. Yo, when LeBron was hurt in 2018 and that thing went sideways a little bit at times, he can't, he's like, I, I'm like this, okay? I cannot keep my mannerisms and my reactions to myself so when it's bad he's gonna look like damn this is bad and I don't know if he wants to do that you know because it's gonna get it's gonna become a story so LZ are you feeling me on those three absolutely particularly door number three you know he's not one of those poker face sort of guys when it comes to these moments right and you know, if you watch a lot of shows, like those reality competition shows where, mm-hmm. like, the experts are judging, yeah, they can't control themselves either. Right. You know, Tyra Banks, the next top model, she makes faces. Um, <laughs> you know, Christina Aguilera or Jennifer Hudson doing the singing shows, if they didn't quite do it right, they would make faces. Like, it's hard when you know how something is supposed to be done right to keep it together when it's being done wrong. Mm -hmm. So I do think that is a smart move by him because you don't want, you know, a already fragile season to all of a sudden have an injection of media sort of theories and conspiracies floating around and being asked about that nonstop. But he's also, more importantly, getting around-the-clock treatment. Right. He was probably in a chamber tweeting about the game. (laughs) So it doesn't bother me that he's not there because I know he's there, if you know what I'm saying. Who do you think is happier that he's not there? Is it the players themselves or is it Frank Vogel? Because if LeBron's there, he may be like, yo, I'm Frank, um, quiet, please sit. Let me... Let me hand. No, I don't think he's disrespecting no, he's not, him like no, that. But that. he do, he will have some input for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like in the sense of like talking to dudes on the side, right? You know what I'm saying? Like right. I think that, that that And it's an it, ankle sprain, right? And what yeah. did they tell you about High ankle rice? Sprain. Yeah. What is rice? Rest? Yeah. Next is what? Elevation? Yeah. You know, so like you're going to a game. That's not you keeping your that. not keeping your ankle elevated. Yeah. The blood is rushing to it, all of that. Yeah. So I'm perfectly fine with him not being there. Right. And and, and you know what else is going to happen? On the next first take, Stephen A. and Max break down LeBron and his reactions to his teammates losing by 20. Right. The, the thing is, when you're LeBron, you're going to get people responding no matter what you do. So right. you just got to choose. Even if you don't show up. You got to choose. Right. So you, he has to make a choice as to Correct. which reactions he's, he's comfortable with. Because mm-hmm. he can't make a move without it being analyzed. Mm-hmm. So he's decided this is going to be the move. And I think it's the best of the two. Yeah, look, look Cap, you know, and, and, you know, LZ, you know, was the editor of ESPN, the magazine, the NBA, you know, like, like, man, I am telling you, there has never, never been an athlete 
that has been covered like this dude. He I find is that like, to be a fair statement. He, he is like Jim Carrey in the Truman Show, okay? That movie, like that is him. And right. it doesn't matter what he does, what he says. It, it, it can be the most innocuous thing in the world, and it yep. becomes a story. Well, I mean, look, he is the biggest sports star on the planet right. who also is very willing to share strong opinions about things right. that in previous generations, athletes were told not to do that. So Correct. he's not just a great basketball player and a great brand and an economy all unto himself. Yes. Uh, he, he is a, a, a super gigantic, larger-than-life figure. That is true. But in the locker room, you know, he's the leader of the team yeah. and him not being on the sideline. You may say, hey, look, you're wrong. He's in a boot. He can't, you know, take the walk. And we or, don't know or, that he's right, in a boot. Not, by I way. don't know any of this stuff. You know what I mean? He may be at home icing, elevating, hyperbaric chambering, whatever it is he may be doing. I'm just saying that I see AD there and I know he's been taking shots before games and he's probably working with the training staff and so on. But I just wonder why LeBron chooses not to show up and be there with his team. That's all I'm it's, asking. It's a business decision to LZ's point, and that, that, that's basically it. Hey, it's, a, it's, a, it's a smart one. Yeah. Coming up next, there's a business decision that's about to go down with one of the L.A. football teams. This is a story that's only going to mushroom. And Cap, as my guy Tony Reale likes to say, this was your account. So we're <laughs> going to dive into this on the other side. We'll be back in two and a half minutes. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. So there you have it, 9 o'clock Saturday on the ESPN Los Angeles social media accounts. Travis, Ireland Part 4, Kaplan, Bergman on the call. Yeah, the law firm of... Yes, a big deal. Big, big, big deal. Um, speaking of not as big a deal, because it's always funny, right? Because I have family on the East Coast, and they don't, they don't understand earthquakes. You know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> so there was a, like, 3.2 earthquake this morning. Like, it's 6 something in the morning, right? And, like, uh, you know, the epicenter was, like, Huntington Park here in the city. So I wake up this morning. It's like, yo, so there was an earthquake on the Internet. Like, everything okay? And I'm like, Nah, bro, it's a 3.2. I slept through that. Like, it's like, <laughs> like, people don't realize that. Like, it's pretty hilarious to me, um, you know, that, that – and they don't grasp that concept. But it's funny. It made me think of a uh, stand-up comedy bit that Robin Williams did about living in California and earthquakes. Laura, do you have that? Because I want to hear that real quick. I do. Let me hear it. The weird thing is I can't give them – I live in California. I live on God's That's your sketch It's crazy. <laughs> We have earthquakes every other day, and you get kind of blasé, like, oh, 2.5, not bad. Oh, 5.8, maybe we should have drinks outside, let's go. And they always talk about the big one. I was in a 7.5 earthquake, that was a me moment, that was like, ah! And they went, that was not the big one. Really? Well, what will the big one be? Well, in the big one, if there is the big earthquake, 
Nevada will be wine country, number one. And when will the big one be? Well, we have a window of opportunity. Well, what will that be? Could be tomorrow or 10,000 years from now. Well, thanks for heads up. <laughs> it is true. We always hear about the big one. It's like, yo, if a 7.5, you know, isn't the big one, it's like, damn, you know? There was a uh, famous call. You guys would not know this. Nobody will know this. You got to check this out on YouTube, though, if you care. It's, it's very funny. This is the old Hollywood Park. So where SoFi Stadium stands now, the old Hollywood Park. Right. And the guy who used to be the announcer there was a guy named Vic Stoffer. And in the middle of a race, the, the grandstand starts shaking. He's like, oh, my goodness, we're in the middle of a, an earthquake. And the number one horse takes a lead. You know, he, he goes right back into the play-by-play. And then it starts really rumbling. He's like, folks, if I don't survive, tell my parents I love them. And number one crosses the finish line. It is one of the funniest things in the middle of an earthquake, this guy continues to call this horse race. It's awesome. You can find it on YouTube. It's hilarious. That's funny. I'll, That's I'll make cool. sure to check it out. You mentioned SoFi Stadium. So one of the tenants at SoFi Stadium is going through some stuff, and it's not the Rams, okay? So, Cap, what is going on with the Chargers' ownership situation? It feels like some of the stuff I'm reading, and as yeah, I know you, you're, you, you were talking about the story this morning on our text chat as well, but, Cap, we'll start with you. Like, it feels a little tenuous because there's some issues between the folks in the Spanos family. Well, let me start off by saying this. When the Chargers decided to move from San Diego to L.A., it was because the brothers and sisters, there's four children total, they were all fighting with each other. You know, one part of the family was saying, no, we stay. And the other part of the family was saying, no, we go to L.A., we increase the, the value of the franchise, and eventually we get out and sell. The story that comes out today that the owner of the Chargers, this guy Dean Spanos, one of the worst owners in all of pro sports, his sister, this is they, they've gone to mediation, so they've tried to handle this behind closed doors. Now it comes out in public that she's essentially taking the family to court, and here's why. Because they're borrowing so much money that they're creating so much debt and their wealth is all wrapped up in the organization, and she wants the team to be sold so that she can cash out. And then the Chargers go into complete damage control mode later in the day where the three remaining siblings say, no, we're all on the same page, and she's now become the black sheep of the family. Well, let me tell you what she did, the sister. By the way, Dean is the brother. Dia, D-E-A, is the sister. Um, so here's what she did. She went out and hired a guy named... Adam Streisand, and apparently he's the attorney that helped Steve Ballmer get the Clippers, helped Jeannie Buss get control of the Lakers. So I don't know Steve, uh -oh. Adam Streisand. I know Barbara, but I don't know Adam, but I, I can see his resume. He gets stuff done. And so the Chargers have been borrowing money because they like flying on private jets and being you know members of fancy country clubs and living in mansions, but they don't have the cash. You know, so so they've created all this massive debt and this has become super ugly because you have wealth and you have NFL football and you have Los Angeles and you have all the, the factors that make up a really sexy, salacious kind of episode of Ray Donovan. And let me tell you something. This is going to get super, super ugly. One little detail she told that he, the, the owner, Dean, planned on selling the team in 2024. So he already, according to the sister, he had his plans as to when he was going to unload this team. Really, really fascinating and ugly, and I loved it.
I do like rich people's problems. <laughs> That's why I watch all those movies with uh, Nicole Kidman, because she's perpetually like a rich white woman in trouble. I love those movies. And, and, I, and I love love this drama, because it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> and I can right. sit back and just watch it unfold. Listen, um, we spend a great deal of time talking about how much money the owners have in these sports. We don't spend a lot of time talking about how much they're leveraged in order to have these teams. Right. And we know that the owner for the Houston Rockets uh, is heavily leveraged. Oh, my God. Tillman Fertitta. Huge. <laughs> and and we have no idea how much of what Dia is saying about the family finances is true or not. But certainly you can figure out, you know, if you move to an expensive part of the world – and then there's a pandemic that slows down all economy, um, that those two things could put you in a situation that could leverage you heavily and have Dia worried. All I want is for Jay and Snoop and 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 and, and, and maybe LeBron to buy the team. That's all I want. You say want, you want them to buy the Chargers. Yes. Yeah. I want them to be involved with the ownership group. I want some local folks. I want some rich folks, and I ain't afraid to say it. I want to see some minorities in ownership. I want to see I got more. Five on it. I, got I want five. more minorities in ownership. This is a real opportunity if it comes to pass, because normally what we hear is, well, those teams rarely come for sale, right. and they pass down the family and the family. We know what y'all did to that brother who tried to buy the team in the NFL from Minnesota. Try to act like he didn't have enough money. Meanwhile, there's all these other teams that have 20 different white dudes covering their money together to be an owner of one team. But when the brother tried to do it, you shut it down. So hopefully this is a new day. And if this is truly an opportunity that the Chargers do become for sale, I would love to see some local people be involved with that, specifically people of color, because, oh, by the way, the NFL has one. Right. Yeah, you know what else? Let, Khan me, at, let, me, uh, let me tell you something. Yeah. You, want, you, yeah. don't, you want to hear something interesting, though, is that the very I, I first just told thing, you something interesting. I very interesting. interesting. <laughs> I found, it, I found <laughs> what you said very interesting. And by yes. the way, if I were LeBron, who just bought a piece of, of the Red Sox, I actually think if I were LeBron right now, I'd be listening to you going, you know what, he's right. He's right. I mean, we, we need black owners in pro sports teams. I'm here in L.A. I'm not planning on going anywhere. I could buy this team. I could very easily put a group together. But here's the issue. And I'll tell you a quick story. Um, a couple of years ago, I was in Dallas. I always do these Dallas Cowboy um, Thanksgiving Day games. And I was talking to Jerry Jones on the field, and he's always very good about his time. And he said, listen, if Stan Kroenke was not currently an owner of an NFL football team, we'd be recruiting a guy like that. Well, it seems like they're already recruiting a guy like Jeff Bezos, who's worth like almost $200 billion. And, and you know, they, they kind of figure like, well, we're already in business with him because he's got Amazon and this new TV deal, and he's ultra, ultra crazy wealthy. So to your point about the old boys club, you can only imagine how they would love to recruit a guy like Bezos to walk through the door, boom, take that thing, write a check, and let's get on with our business. But I like your idea, LZ. A lot. The NFL needs it. It really does. It's time, right. It really does. I mean, baseball could use it as well. They got their own issues too. But the NBA, we all know how it was built. We all know how the NFL was built. So it's, it's past time now 
for these opportunities to become available to everybody and not just, you know, secluded to the old boys club. Yep. Yep. But you got to admit, and and you said it best. Look, what a great thing to sit there with your popcorn at the 50 yard line and just watch this. Wait a second. So the sister has completely outed the brother and they tried to fix it in mediation, but now it's completely public. Are you kidding me? Please go on Don Lemon. Give me some Tamron Hall. Give me, give me somebody who's going to sit back and just, you know, I don't want to see an Oprah because she'll have you crying and us crying and you know, won't be as salacious. She'll make it all heartfelt and stuff. I want salacious. Yeah. So give me somebody who has a hint of ratchet that can really pull it out. You know, it's like going, hmm, was Dean always spending money he didn't have? You know, those kind of questions. I want that. That's what I want to see. Right, right. And think about this. I don't know about you guys, but in families that have businesses together, oftentimes it can eventually get gnarly, and then relationships are destroyed forever. Think about this guy. His parents made all this money. His father made all this money. And by the way, that's another whole controversy, how he made this money. But the father made the money, set up the four kids. They never had to work a day in their lives. They were born with silver spoons in their mouths. They say on third base these kids were born. And now the mother and father are dead and gone, and the brothers and sisters are fighting over the family's one remaining asset, which has all of their wealth wrapped up in it. And sister wants to cash out for about six or seven hundred million, and everybody else is like, "No, we can't do that because where are we all going to work? Because this is all we do, right? Not very well, by the way." Yeah, yeah. Well, clearly that's the case. They don't they don't work very well. But it is a fascinating thing to watch. Like I think all of this stuff is going to be pretty wild to see how it all unfolds because we've been through this. To your point, you know, Cap, you mentioned some of the uh, people that uh, this lawyer has represented, right? It was Jeannie during the whole stuff with Jim, uh, Balmer uh, with his fight for the Clippers. Like, this is someone who gets stuff done, right. and if he gets it done for her, then the, the team will probably be for sale and, at some point. And she doesn't want them using the valuation of Forbes at $2.6 billion. That's what the Forbes says the Chargers are now worth now that they right. moved to L.A. She doesn't want that valuation. She says, we put it out on the open market. We let people bid on it. All of yeah. a sudden, 2.6 becomes 3.8. Yeah. And now yep. instead, of, instead of me getting my 25%, I'm, my 25% is that much more. Right, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, well, not 100%, just, 25%. Just a quick know. update. Um, yeah. LeBron James posted on Instagram about five hours ago with a picture of himself and one of his children, but he is with the boot. Okay, there you go. So he is wearing a boot, according he's to his Instagram. According to LeBron James, he's according wearing a boot. According to LeBron James, he's wearing a there boot. There you go. Thank you, you, LZ. Look at and that. he's shirtless, and he's just ripped. Whose six-pack is better, LZ? LeBron's or yours? Oh, come on. Come on, man. Yeah, come come on, man. Not even a question, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up next, big deal or no deal? We are back in three minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, where do I want to start with Scott? We'll go with you first. Cody Bellinger has weighed in on the ban the shift talk and said, I don't think you need to ban the shift, but I think infielders need to stay on the dirt, says the 2019 NFL MVP. I don't think the shortstop should be in right field taking our hits away. Is this a big deal or no deal? Um, it's no deal. I'm with him. I hate the shift. Absolutely hate it. I saw the Dodgers use it a bunch today. I hate it. I absolutely hate the shift. I hate it to the left side. I hate it to the right side. It just doesn't look like baseball. And what bothers me about it, and it's not that I'm like anti-analytics, it's just that it you study the numbers and then you say, okay, everybody, this guy's going to hit it to the right side. Everybody shift. And it works more often than not. And I hate it because it just doesn't look like real baseball. Like, Every, first base should be here, second, short, third. Everybody be in your position, but I hate the shift. I hate guys go. that can't hit the opposite direction. I don't like guys who see a 2-3 zone and go, it should be outlaw because you can't hit a jumper. <laughs> like, so I'm, I'm fine with the shift. George? Uh, I don't love the shift either, though. I'm going to say no deal. I don't love it. Um, I, I feel like I get your point, LZ. You should be able to hit the other way, but I, I, I just think that it's easier said than done when the ball, you know, the way guys pitch now. Like, it's just the pitching has gotten so good in Major League Baseball. Like, there's every staff feels like it has like multiple guys that are throwing like 97, 98, 99. It's pretty wild. So, I'm going to go no deal, Greg. What's next? Okay. On to the next one. On to right. the next he was, one. He was waiting, and I, I waited. Yeah. Just it doesn't always yeah. come. I, you know, there's other things going on. I anyway, mean, uh, like shade at Laura. I feel like no. I was thinking shade. Other things that wasn't shade. That was a spotlight. That was a spotlight. It was a spotlight. Damn, Greg. So messed up. We've done this for like two months. All right. I'm training someone. Wow. Now you have a second spotlight. Now you have two months. Good Lord. Wow. He allows you to play on to the next one. Where's Amanda? Wait a second. You're training somebody right now? I'm surprised the assistant program director isn't saying things like, don't train them during the afternoon drive show. Wow, no, they should be trained where's the APD? The this is a big deal. They should be trained on it. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> LZ, Amazon mm-hmm. has hired a group called Veritas, which is a Twitter army that has picked up, was picked for their sense of humor to troll critics and defend Jeff Bezos. Is this a big deal or no deal? Wait, what? It's no, it's no deal. This is no deal. It's, you know, this is why it's okay to tax the rich and pay for the infrastructure. Right. <laughs> when you have money to do stuff like that, then I should take some of it and fix the potholes in our streets. <laughs> when you're worth $190 billion and you can buy an NFL football team for $3.5 billion with the cash in your pocket, yeah, do you mind helping a little? A little bit? Yeah. So. Uh, no deal on me. for uh, Yeah, exactly. I mean, just come on. Actually, I'm going to go big deal because I think you've got to have some kind of psychotic ego that you've got to build a social media team to do battle on your behalf. I mean, come on, dude. Are you that? Are you really that uptight? Really care that much? Uh, grow some thick skin, dog. Yeah. Well, we've looked. I mean, look. The, who's the Mets guy? Steve Cohen, right? Yep. The guy who uh, who bought the Mets. That's his name, right? Yep. He's big hedge fund guy, right? Yeah. Well, remember during the GameStop stuff, he de- yep. you know he deactivated his Twitter account for a while just because people were getting on him. So these guys don't have as thick a skin as you think. But go ahead. What's next, Greg? On to the next one. There, there you go. go. 
Yes. There we go. All right. So, George, we'll start with you on this one. Roy Williams, the coach of UNC, has retired today with 903 wins. And apparently one of the reasons that he is retiring is because he's set upset with the way that the NCAA basketball is, is headed and the rash of transfers. Is this a big deal or no deal? Um, yeah, I'm going to say... I'm gonna say big deal, um, it, I, I, although I, I I always find this stuff silly because a coach can really literally go wherever the hell he wants, you know what I mean? And we don't give them any grief. But when these kids try to move on from a situation that you know there could be a million reasons, including by the way that the coach left, the one that actually recruited them, um, and, and they want to move on somewhere else. Yeah, I, I God, the NCAA just makes my skin crawl sometimes. But uh, I'm gonna say big deal. Go ahead. Next. Who's next? No, 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 no. (laughs) No, I meant like as in LZ and Scott go. All right, let me jump in. Uh, I'll jump in here. Here goes. So I wonder what's going to happen in six months to a year at North Carolina. Does Roy Williams retire because he knows something's wrong? Something's going on? Because I'm a little suspicious, number one. Number two, as for all this transfer nonsense, I'm not buying that, and I'll tell you why. First of all, if you follow any of this NCAA transfer stuff, the transfer portal today is just jam-packed with kids leaving all kinds of schools. Even guys, there's a guy at Creighton who started and played in 31 games this year, and he's transferring. There are guys who are leaving Kansas because Bill Self has told them, you'll never play here for me. You'd be better served going somewhere else. So NCAA free agency is alive and well, and it's, it's never been quite like this where the athletes can move without penalty. So for me, I'm not buying Roy Williams' nonsense, and I'm saying it's a big deal. Um, I don't really care what Roy has to say. <laughs> because he, if he was retiring because he's had a great run, he wants to spend time with his family, he wants to do other things, fine. But don't tell me you're mad at the kids. Right. That's just trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what, which deal is that? How do you say Roy Williams is trash in this game? Is it big deal or no deal? Which deal is it? Just a deal. Uh, Let's just just, a deal. just <laughs> a deal. Or how about this? Why don't you deal, Mr. Yeah. Williams, like blaming the kids for doing what coaches have been able to do their entire profession? Hey, get out of here with that trash. I mean, I'm just so upset about the transferring. I got to retire. Nonsense. Yeah, I would not be surprised if we find out later he paid some kids or something and right. got busted. Right, got in trouble, knew it was coming. <laughs> Right. I mean, that happens all the time. It happens all the time. Exactly. Yeah, it does happen. When they, especially when they offer a bogus reasons for a retirement out of, out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's next, Greg? All right. So Lakers GM Rob Palinka has listed his Newport Beach home, and he is oh. apparently going to be moving. Uh, we talk so much about athletes selling and buying homes and in certain places and all these different you know, different things is following sports figures, home buying and selling trends. Is this a big deal or no deal? LZ. Um, it's real estate. He's making the, making some cash. How much? And is by the way, it's for? a long ass drive from Newport beach all the way to El Segundo. I'm yeah. with LZ. How much is <laughs> uh, for 3.95 million. Mm-hmm. Do you know, uh-huh. how, that's an hour plus drive, man. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, that's that's not a short commute every day. And I'm sure he bought it when the kids were at a different age and stage and all the other two. And he was at a different age and stage, too. So, yeah. and it's well, real estate. Yeah. Make, make uh, your money. I'm going to say, I, I'm going to say a it is a big deal 
when it's athlete related usually because the you know some sometimes that means something you know what i mean it means that uh, you know that person may be going or coming you know somewhere um but in this case it's no deal i mean i i get it like i i went down uh to the oc to meet with uh, a client here on the station last week and yeah it it, it was an hour <laughs> to get to get down there so like it I, that traffic, even during a pandemic, uh, has you know, it still takes a minute to get down there, even with no traffic, because it's just the mileage. So once the world gets back to normal, that's going to take even longer. So, you know, I, Rob, Manhattan Beach, baby, you right down the street. You know, once you get there, like, you know, New, you know Manhattan, Hermosa, get yourself something on the Strand, man. You know, something nice for the kids to have the beach as their backyard. I'm not a real estate agent, but, you know, there's clearly plenty here that I'm sure would love to sell you a home. Exactly. But go ahead, Cap. I'm going to say no deal. I mean, to your point, George, that when athletes list their homes for sale, oftentimes people start to make assumptions like, oh, they're leaving. But in this case, it's kind of like more private, it feels like. like He's not going anywhere. Right. Uh, but listen, the real estate market, I don't, I'm no real estate expert, hardly. I just happen to enjoy following it. And I got to say, what's going on right now in our world with the limited number of homes for sale and the way prices are skyrocketing, and the fact that interest rates are still ridiculously low, uh, it makes for an interesting time to be trying to buy or looking to cash out and sell. So that might be what he's trying to do. Uh, all right. That is big deal or no deal. There you go. So, all right. Coming up next, we got one more segment to go here. We've got some big stuff to discuss about Cap and Greg. They doing something for the people this weekend. We'll tell you what that's all about in a couple seconds, or excuse me, in a couple minutes. Plus, we will uh, tell you a story that, man, you are not going to believe. Like, I'm telling you, the next time you go to the grocery store, you are going to be like, oh, hell no, I'm not doing that. So we'll get to that in a couple minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Sedan LZ Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. So, Saturday, what's happening, Kaplan? Tell the people what you and Greg are doing on Saturday. All right, the law firm of Kaplan and Bergman are getting together at Black Gold in Yorba Linda, and let's see what happens this year between Travis and Ireland. Now, I want to tell you something, George. You know, normally on a Saturday afternoon, especially one where I don't have my children, although I only have one that I really still deal with, she's 14, but, you know, it would be very difficult for me to escape to Yorba Linda for an entire day, you know? But I feel like morale has pretty much bullied me into it, if I'm being honest, if you want to know the truth here. Whoa, explain this. Yeah. He pretty much told me, he said, Kaplan, would you come do this? And I said, here's exactly what I said to him. Let me check check with Rachel, make sure she's okay with me taking time away from us on a weekend to come hang out with you guys. And he said, now, if you don't come after telling me that, you know you'll never, ever hear the end of it. And I was like, you know what? He's kind of got me here now. Now he's got me. Now he's got me in a leveraged position. So now I got him. I'm coming up. I'm bringing my A game. I'm bringing out my best Jim Nance. I'll hear those pianos from the Masters, a tradition unlike any other. 
I'm going to use Greg Bergman like a Sir Nick Faldo, and I'm going to be out there shot by shot, George and LZ, tee shots uh, uh, from the fairway, putts. I'm going to do post-hole uh, interviews, and, and I plan on making what should be an insanely boring thing incredibly entertaining. Good, you about that, because, it, you know, in the past, yeah. I got to be honest, I've watched it. And look, I, I, you know, to Elsie's point, like I watched Ireland and, and Travis go at it. But I would say the commentary has not always been up to snuff, you know. So I feel like you uh, taking a lead role here as a professional broadcaster, golf someone who broadcaster. likes golf, someone who plays golf, mm-hmm. and having someone like Greg there with you as well, you know, with Chris doing his Chris things, I feel like the production value has been upgraded here. Well, thank you. Greg, are you excited about our, our working together? I mean, this is our first time to just kind of team up, you and me, pal. Yeah, no, it's going to be a good time, and we are going to rip apart both Ireland and Travis whenever they have a bad shot or whatever it is. I think we're going to have a really good time. Okay, now where's Morales <laughs> fit in all, all this, though? Oh, I mean, if Morales has a bad shot, he's going to get no, it. No, no, but who's on who? I, I don't know the details oh, yet. Morales, like, I haven't been able to study in advance yet to get to know all the players, their strengths, their weaknesses, you know, their their resumes, et cetera. I haven't had a chance to do my homework quite yet. It's Morales and Travis versus Tommy and Ireland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anybody have uh, odds on this event? I think it is an odd event, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So it's Tommy and and who? Tommy and Ireland? Yes. And then Travis and who? Travis and Chris. Oh, Chris. Okay, okay. Um, Hmm, I've never seen Tommy play. I know Chris has been um, hitting some golf balls lately. So I don't know. And I know Tommy plays regularly with him on the weekends. And I heard Um, Ireland today say on the radio. I'm going to bet on Travis, though. I feel like Travis... I got Travis on this. I know Ireland lives in the ivory tower and the country club and all that stuff, but I feel like Travis, you know what it is, LZ? I feel like if it's close, Travis just going to shank him. You know what I mean? Like he's going to elbow him. He's going to kick him in the shin. Like he's just going to play dirty, and I don't mind that, Travis. Just do what you got to do to win. It's not going to be close, though. Travis has so thoroughly beaten this man year after year after year. It's almost like a Charlie Brown Lucy scenario. Ooh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just for as long as I've known Travis, he has always spoken in terms of victory as it pertains to Ireland. Mm. He's never even he's never even suggested a competition. He's always described it as a day out, an activity. He's never even even suggested to me that he's concerned. It's like Gonzaga versus UCLA. Why you got to go there? Because you're here. (laughs) Rude. Did you happen to hear today, Ireland says on the radio, he says this. He says, you know, Mace, and he just just throws it right in. He goes, you know, Mace, I was playing golf this morning with Kevin Connolly. Do you know who he is? He happens to be the guy from Entourage. Okay, so you're playing golf. How is he playing with him? Well, that's exactly my, my point here is that he just dropped it in as if it was no big deal and everybody knows that he and Kevin Conley are apparently like BFFs all of a sudden. Oh, like know. there was no stoppage in the action. Like, time out. How did you and him hook up to play today? What's that all about? Nothing. It was just- Well, you know, look, Ireland being a Lakers guy for so long, like he's got, you know, he, he rolls in interesting circles, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
I guess. I, guess. I feel like you want, like, do you want to roll with, with Kevin Connolly and uh, Jerry Ferrara and those guys? Like, that's what you want to do? Not really. Okay. Not really. If they want to okay. be part of my entourage, that's okay. I'm cool with there that. You there you if go. If they want to be in my entourage, I don't want to be in their entourage. Exactly. Yeah. You bring the I, heat. Don't go Kevin to Connolly, yes. it's funny you mention him. I was watching another uh, of, uh, documentary yesterday. This one was on Soleil Moonfry, the uh, actress who played Punky Brewster. Mm-hmm. And she basically uh, did a, a documentary based on the video, home video that she shot through her whole childhood into adulthood. Um, she had personal video that she did. She had stored this stuff away. She had never opened it. She had never seen it. And then when she opened it, um, she decided to do a documentary about it. And it's crazy because in her life, it talks about all the things she dealt with. Like, you know, obviously she had, she grew up very quickly. You know, she had uh, breast reduction at 16 and whatnot. But it's wild because you see her kind of like going through the Hollywood life as a kid and all these other Hollywood young people, whether they're children or teenagers or whatever, going through it with her, right? Like Kevin Connolly, who was in there, Mark Paul Gosler, Brian Austin Green, and all these people. They were all, they all, Mario Lopez, they all ran in the same circles together and hung out together. It is a, if you like that era of the 80s and 90s and those kids uh, growing up, like on TV together, well, they hung out together too. And you kind of get to hear their stories of what it was like to grow up in that Hollywood environment, you know? Sounds interesting. I'd, I'd love to see it, but I just know I'm not going to. I mean, I would like to. Like, I just you still haven't seen the, the Britney one, right, I think, That's right. right. And, and, and by yeah. the way, real quick. And that one is better. That one is better, I and, think. And, and the same guy, by the way, this guy Adam Streisand, who's the lawyer who helped Jeannie Buss and who helped Steve Ballmer and who's helping the Spano sister who wants the team to be sold, I believe that that same lawyer is repping Britney right now as she's trying to regain control of her life based on this documentary. Should I get them? You need them? I don't know. I don't have anything in conflict, but I just feel like I should have them just in case. Right. You should just put this guy in retainer right now. Just in case. That's a nice little chunk of change he's going to get from helping all these people out. Right. Right. Guy must be the best at what he does, apparently. Because, man, it's like if you need to, if you have a conflict with your family or somebody really who's a bad person, man, I'm telling you, you call me, I'll come do the deal. I got this thing. He did it for Bomber. He did it for Jeannie. He's apparently going to do it now for Brittany. He's working on taking the Chargers and making them for sale. I'm telling you, man, this guy, this guy sounds like a real badass. Mm. Need him on our side. Interesting. So speaking of interesting, uh, so if you want to see it, check it out. I found it interesting. Um, but speaking of interesting, how many times have you gone to the grocery store, Cap or LZ or Greg or Laura, and you just leave your window down just a little bit? Because it's a hot outside. Maybe just leave the window, you know? Mm-hmm. Cracked. Yeah. Yeah, I'm too hood to do that. <laughs> yeah, never, man. Never. You just never, man. Just, whoo. You know how long it took me to actually leave the convertible top down once I left the car? It took a long, long? time. And even still, I still like constantly look out the window. Mm-hmm. Constantly, like I'm not, I'm not geared that way to trust people. <laughs> as sad yeah. as that is, I would never. I'm, if I if I had a convertible, I would never leave the top down just because I don't want the seats to be all hot when I come back. I'm always worried someone's going to throw something in the car, mm-hmm. pee in it, pee it. You know, people are people are people. 
That's true. People are like, ooh, look at that car, that nice convertible. I'm going to go pee in it. I'm just going to leave it at that. But I'm assuming you do, George. Uh, No, I I haven't. But I know people that do. You know, and here's the deal. Are they the people that say goodnight to their buddies when they're in a hotel together? No, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What I would say is this. um, I saw this story today in the New York Times that just floored me, okay? Mm -hmm. So this guy had just finished his grocery shopping, a New Mexico man. Um, But when he got to his car, he was gone for 10 minutes at an Albertsons on Sunday, okay? A swarm of 15,000 honeybees had taken over his back seat. What? So he walked away for 10 minutes, had the thing, just the window open just a little bit, cracked open. And it was insane. So he says he got back. He looked back and he was like, oh, my God. He called 911 because he didn't know what to do. Um, So what ended up happening was this guy – said he had just finished a family barbecue, um, this, this firefighter, uh, and he figured he could get out there and remove and relocate the bees to his property, right? So the 911 uh, call was to a fire department. They went out there. And the guy's like, he's like a, basically like, even though he's a firefighter, he is... Um, a biologist? A, a, a pseudo beekeeper type guy, right? Like, he he loves insects and all that stuff, and he's familiar with how to handle bees. So he says in the story, quote, I'll do anything to keep people from killing bees, said um, Mr. Johnson, the the fire department, uh, the guy from the fire department. Uh, So, uh, yeah, so the guy went in there and got the bees all out of the car safely. He was protected by a white beekeeper jacket, okay, and he approached the car with an empty hive box, and he treated the whole thing with lemon oil, lemongrass oil and whatnot and got it all taken care of. Got, got in the getup and got the bees out for the guy. Crazy. Man. But wait, why were the bees there? That's a good um, question. There was just a swarm nearby. No, nah, he had to have something in his nah, car. No, there was that those something bees going wanted. on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They didn't just decide. We just all come in. Yo, dog, you okay. see what's in this car over here? <laughs> all right, so I, I, we'll do more investigating tomorrow. Yes. So uh, tune in I'm tomorrow. I'm going to see there's a follow-up story in the New York yes. Times. All right? Uh, this portion of the show is presented by Lyman Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time, and thankfully, no bee stings, so there wasn't need for that. But, you know. but we will evaluate further tomorrow. All right, we're done here. Excellent work as always, LZ. You too, brother. Excellent work, Cap. Much love, team. Greg and Laura, great job. We will talk to you tomorrow at 3.55. Have a great night.